Hello everyone and welcome back to Not Always Polite. It is a gorgeous sunny day here in London, Ontario today and I just hope you guys are all having a good week so far and uh, as usual, thanks for listening to the show. I hope you guys enjoyed the last week's episode with Alex and Christy from Weird Distractions Podcast. I have such a good time filming or I mean recording with them so uh yeah, let me know if you liked it. I can definitely uh, arrange more with those, those ladies uh, if you guys want that. And speaking of other podcasts, while I have you all here, uh, my sister and her roommate Megan started their own podcast called Too Much THC. Uh, if you're looking for something a little lighter, not true crime related at all, something just for some giggles, I highly recommend checking out their podcast. It would mean a lot to me would mean a lot to them too much thc on instagram they're on all the platforms so please go check them out it would mean a lot to us and i don't really think i have anything else to add i will just ask if you could i know a lot of y'all listen on uh apple podcasts Apple podcasts so if you guys could do me a huge favor and uh leave a review i would highly appreciate it don't feel obligated to give me five stars I want to know what you guys think. Let me know the tea. Let me know the sitch, the deal. Tell me how you feel. I would really appreciate it. All right, enough blabbering on. Let's get on with today's case. Today I'm talking about Fenny Campbell and her murder. Donald Don Campbell was known to be a charming man. I couldn't find any information on his childhood or anything like that. So I'll just start with his adult life. Don and his wife, Fenny, lived in Wyoming, Ontario, Canada, which is close to Sarnia. Fenny was a woman of deep faith and was very devoted to her family. She and Don were parents to three kids, Joel, who was 18, Brent, 15, and Alicia, who was 10. Don was the executive director of the Lambton County Association for the Mentally Handicapped. Unfortunately, he wasn't always charming. According to the London Free Press, quote, He was a man of two distinct sides. On one side was the high-achieving, hard-working, controlled role model who was admired for his community work, while the other was cold and selfish, an abuser who thought nothing of humiliating his wife. Don had actually been involved in an affair with a co-worker and wanted out of the marriage. He also had a $75,000 life insurance policy on his wife. Now, if you know anything about true crime, y'all know what that means. That's a little sus. If y'all are going to kill your spouse, I'm telling you, don't take out a life insurance policy on them. Just don't do it. Not saying kill your spouse, obviously, but, like, if you're going to do it, don't take out a life insurance policy on them. That's just, like, the cardinal rule, I guess. I don't know. Just don't fucking do it. So, Fenny, on the other hand, had been resistant to divorce. At the time, divorce was frowned upon, especially in the religious community, like the one she was a part of, but on this day, she had hit her breaking point. On the day she died, she had told her husband, Don, that she was going to get a lawyer and file for divorce. She had just returned home from Bible study when Don confronted her in or just outside of the garage. With two of their children in the house, uh, Joel was away at university at the time, Don hit his wife hard on the top of her head with a heavy pestle, which is a tool similar to the one that would be used to grind up spices, 
causing a massive fatal injury. Following the incident, Dawn tried to clean up the blood. Police actually found a plastic sheet covered in blood in the garage. He then shoved her body in the driver's seat of her car, and he, like, slumped her kind of up in a non-sitting position under the steering wheel. He himself hopped in the passenger side and then drove the car with his left hand along the road. At this time, it was snowy and blowy out, so the driving conditions weren't ideal, and several people actually witnessed the ordeal of him driving the car from the passenger side and phoned 911. Don proceeded to drive out of Wyoming and then basically circled back into town at a low rate of speed where he purposefully crashed the car into the back of a parked transport truck that was parked on the main street. According to Don, his wife died in the crash. So he says that she was driving and hit the car and died in the crash. He told the police she attacked him in the garage and hit herself in the head before driving him in the car. The physical evidence obviously doesn't support this claim, especially given Fenny's massive injury compared to the relatively little damage to the car since he was driving it so slow. After trial, Don was convicted to a mandatory life sentence term with no chance of parole for 25 years. A jury convicted him on December 21st of 1999 for what they described as a cold-blooded and planned murder. Another quote from the London Free Press states, quote, Mr. Campbell clings to his denials in the face of a mountain of evidence and in callous disregard of the feelings of his children. Don was sentenced. Quite a bit of information kind of came out about him. So he was a model prisoner. There was no charges in jail, no illegal substances. He had a lot of participation in prison programming. Um, He had a lot of positive work reports, and he uh, did gardening in prison. But it said there was evidence of Don using his positions of trust inappropriately. He had trouble taking criticism, and he also had no responsibility for his actions. He often tried to manipulate or control things and people. A staff report noted Don's refusal to accept responsibility for his wife's death and lack of understanding of how it affected their children. He had the audacity to believe that those children would visit him in prison. The three children, now all adults, told the judge of the abuse their mother endured and that they witnessed from their father, including insults, threats, foul language. They often heard their mother sobbing, they said. Once Brent witnessed her sitting outside in her nightgown in freezing rain, crying, and after comforting his father, not comforting, confronting his father, um, he found him to be unapologetic and nasty. Not once has he apologized to his children, and Alicia described him as, quote, an unrepentant, selfish, blame-shifting murderer. All three of the kids told the judge they want their father to remain in prison. Don also had no support from his family or his sister or her family. Not even his friends at the time had his back. So to me, that says that everybody knew he was a piece of shit and they just didn't want to say anything until the truth came out. So at the time the article I read was written back in 2018, it had been 20 years since Fenny's death when Don was denied parole. He, to this day, has showed no remorse for what he did and still claims that the car accident was the cause of death. Quote, 
Donald Campbell continues to be the cold, selfish, lying manipulator who murdered his wife 20 years ago, said the judge in the same London Free Press article. The decision squashes any chance that Don, now 68, will be granted uh, early parole before the mandatory 25 years is up. Don was eligible for the early parole application because he killed Fenny before 2011. In 2011, the Faint Hope statue was abolished. This statute allowed early parole applications for um, people that were in prison for 15 years. So after you were in prison for 15 years, you could apply for early parole. And that's why Don could do that because it wasn't abolished until 2011. Along with the decision to deny his early release, they also denied any other application before the end of his 25-year ineligibility period. So basically, he's going to be in there for 25 years. Bing, bang, boom. There you go. And that is the story of Fenny Campbell and her piece of shit husband, Don. Don was, like I said, in that Lambton Mental Health Services organization. And after his conviction, they really quickly rebranded and were no longer known as the, um, with the word handicapped in it, they used that as an excuse to rebrand, but I think it was just to distance themselves from Dawn. So yeah, I found that very interesting. This was another recommendation by Leanne, who is Miss Stella's mom, who I know from the dog park. She knows all the good tea. So that was that. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed Please let me know if you have any more recommendations. As usual, you can find me on uh, everything, basically, at Not Always Polite. Follow me, you know, so you know what's going on. I hope you guys have a great week, and I will catch you guys next time. Bye!